Blog Talk Radio. Love that groove. Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon. I'm your host and groove mistress, spiritual advisor, and cruise director, Madam Perry. And I love you and I think you're wonderful and I'm so happy you're here. And one more thing thanks to everybody who has been um, leaving such nice, funny, um, and by funny, I mean entertaining uh, reviews on the podcast on Stitcher. And there's been some on Apple, but more on Stitcher. And, you know, whatever po- whatever uh, podcast platform you listen on, that's great. That's fine with me. If they have review place, you know, please please uh, leave one. And if you're listening tonight live, this is October 21, 2019, 8 p.m. Eastern, and uh, you're on Blog Talk Radio listening, you might see a pink, kind of an azalea pink rectangle and a white letter that says follow. Please click follow if you're not already. Because thanks to you, thanks to everyone who follows, who shares, who uh, downloads, and is still free to download a show. Uh, so if you miss somebody that you didn't get to um, listen to live or call into, you can always download it later for free. Um, that gives me, helps me to be able to continue to bring you more fantastic guests. And one of the ni- nicest things that I've read in more than one review uh, from listeners is that they like that sometimes I can have some famous people on and then sometimes it's people they've never heard of but they like so they get to meet new people as well as you know like oh who's tonight okay um bass player for you know quiet ride and ozzy or lita forge queen of metal shred or um uh, let's see, who's coming back soon? Anthony Sharp, who plays Cecil on uh, Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, if you watch that. Um, it's a, kind of a cult thing. Those of us who watch it are pretty rabid. But anyway, and then you always meet some new people and some people in between. And I, that's one of my favorite parts. Um, as you know, um, some people don't. Well, some people don't know. Madam Perry Salon came about as a blog first, and I chose Salon. Somebody's asked me about that, or a lot of people lately. Um, back some uh, maybe centuries past, or in the last hundred years, they were still active. That there would be a woman in a community in Europe, Asia, um, in the England, who was a patroness of the arts and who wanted to keep writers and painters and musicians. To keep them going, keep them working, and keep them um, supporting each other and networking. And she would have them all to her home maybe once or twice a week, and it was called a salon. And so that's what I always wanted to have, and now I can have it in cyberspace. So people from anywhere, because uh, most of my listeners are in the U.S. and Canada, but also in Japan, um, Amsterdam, or the Netherlands, um, well, some in Portugal, Spain, some in France, some in the U.K., and some in Russia. So, uh, yeah, thanks to you guys, 
uh, it can spread, and I can have my salon can be a cyber salon and just uh, share with the world. You know I love that. Oh, uh, next Monday we've got Dr. Drayvon James. Now, she's been here. This will be her, I think, third or fourth visit to the show. Uh, this woman writes so many books, and she's so much fun. She's also an actress. She's been on... Um, Oh, it's a TV show. I think it's called The Wired. Anyway, every time uh, her agent calls me and says, I've got a new book for Drayvon. I go, okay, fine, that's cool. Oh, and one more thing, let me tell you. Uh, some guests, you know, will give prizes or will just give uh, give you things to give away or they'll just give a discount forever. So let me run through the the uh, some of the um, the the what do you call it, the discounts and stuff that go on and on and on. It's not just a one time so that you can get it before I introduce tonight's super cool guest. Um, let's see, David Fishoff, Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Uh, once you sign up for Fantasy Camp, pay and say that Madam Perry sent you, you get a free guitar when you get there. Uh, if you if you order uh, the book, the, the Wrecking Crew, the Wrecking Crew documentary about the uh, musicians in the 60s and 70s that played on everything. They made some of the songs, um, so many of the songs that you love that you thought some band did, but it was these people. Um, let's see. So if you go to TheWreckingCrew.com, you'll get a discount there if you mention Madam Perry. Also, Franny Goldie was on um, F-R-A-N-N-E-G-O-L-D-E. Com. Uh, Franny has a clothing store. Uh, What's Adam Glassman at Oprah keeps talking about her clothes, calls her pants the magic pants because they're gorgeous, they're comfortable, they're easy to care for, and they look hot, but they're comfy. Uh, he calls them the magic pants, and he keeps listing them in Oprah and taking them on The View, and this is not something that she's paid him to do. But if you go to FrannyGoldie.com and order anything and put in MPS, uh, she created the code MPS from Madam Perry Salon. She'll give you a discount. And also, Franny Goldie has written some of the, also some of your uh, favorite songs by, um, oh gosh, Selena, uh, Pussycat Dolls, Commodores. Pretty much everybody has ever had a hit record. Uh, she's had something to do with it. So get your discounts because that's the way. I get to show you some extra love from my guests. Now, you know, I was with those kids that, you know, I was kind of uh, kind of the loner, kind of the one that, every, that just didn't fit in, which ended up being fine with me because I love to live in fantasy and science fiction. And my best friend Patty and I read the same books. We watched the same TV shows. And we love the kind of stories that take you to other worlds, like other realms, and you know it can only be done if some if the creator really understands how to develop characters that interact for good or bad, bring the good and bad drama, and just really make you take them into your uh into your into your heart and into your life and you think about these characters all the time and I've got a lady here tonight who is magnificent at that. And this is her first time as a visitor, as a guest, I should say, in Madame Perry Salon. So if um, I am thrilled to welcome her here into the genie bottle, hope she finds a nice, nice fluffy cushion to sit on. And let me introduce you to author Mary Jane Caps. Mary Jane, welcome. Woohoo! Thank you so much for having me, Madame Perry. Um, well, I, it's very velvety. Velvet lined in this 
in this salon. I'm totally into being here. Mm-hmm. Very kind of bohemian, Moroccan. Totally boho. There's a lot of fringe. I'm all about <laughs> it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, uh, what was it when? Um, uh, oh, who is it? Cosm uh, Sultan. I don't know if you know him. He's a musician, bass player. He plays a lot with Todd Rundgren and, and Joan Jett and people. He's been with Todd forever. But he came okay. in the first time. Wow, it is very Moroccan in here. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It's got big pillows. Yeah, of course. So, um, and then of course when Brandy Stillwell was here, and she is a writer for, um, well, she just announced today she's got writing credit at Star Wars, but she works at DC and awesome. Marvel. She has her own. She got her own comic book out. This no, it was published last December, but it was a character she created called Sasquatch Detective, which is a female. Yes, great. And, Oh, you got to check out because I'll I'll be sharing it all the time. Anyway, Brandy Stillwell, Sasquatch Detective, and she said, "You know, my cat would one of my cats would love this." I said, "Which one?" She said, "She has a cat named Astronaut Major Healy." Perfect, perfect for the genie bottle. Oh, she always talks about the cat's name includes astronaut in the title. Not just major. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to hook you to her uh to her on Instagram so you can see the picture of, of uh the NASA picture of uh, astronaut Major Healy. And so. she's running for Star Wars now, so that's perfect. <laughs> so I'm thrilled that you're here. It's your first time. I hope I want you to be comfortable. Um and funny thing, folks, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I hope you don't mind, Mary Jane, but I kept looking at your stuff, and I started reading one of your books, and I just thought, yeah, this gal would be pretty cool to have on the show. I thought, oh, she's probably busy. And plus, uh, most people know, you know, I've had a lot of stuff going on lately where I haven't been able to book as far ahead as I wanted. So um, then, yeah, yeah, here's my PSA. If you, whether you think you're going to die or not, Leave a life insurance and tell somebody in your family where it is so they don't have to spend, you know, 40 hours a week looking for one. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm probably going to be an indentured servant to the funeral home company. Oh, man. Man. Anyway, so that's my PSA. Do it for your family. I know I'm nobody sorry. Thinks but do it. Oh, thanks, honey. I'm hoping I can get a lot of material out of this once it's over but uh, for stand-up or something. But anyway... So I kept thinking, I kept thinking, well, I gotta, ask, I should ask her, I should ask her, oh, what if she says no? What if she thinks it's crazy? Okay, what if I ask her? And then I get a message from you saying, <laughs> Girl. <laughs> you know, I might be on your slump podcast, I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's not how Mary Jane said it, really. I said, um, I don't remember I exactly what I said, but I thought I was like, you know, I'm gonna shoot her a message. I would really like to guest on. I want to visit the the Madame Perry salon, and I was like, yeah, I'll just send her a message. And when you sent that back, like Mary Kane, you've been on my list. Or, I love that. I was like, oh, that's perfect, perfect timing. I just felt like we were in synchronicity then. No, actually, folks, she left yeah. me a very sent me a very nice message. I just kind of made me bashful, so I didn't want to say it. But yes, and I thought, <laughs> okay. Some synchronicity going on here. This is cool. I like this. Yeah. So perfect. 
let's talk about uh, I've I've been watching some videos of you and one of them I've watched twice. Uh <laughs> most of my videos get crazy. <laughs> what now? Some of my videos get crazy. Some of my ones on Instagram just get really silly. <laughs> okay. Well, I watched something on Illogicon. Tell us what that yes. is. Yes. Uh, Illogicon was up um, in Raleigh, and it was last January. It's great. It's a, it's an annual Comic-Con up in Raleigh, and it's very popular. Uh, if you are a Comic-Con goer and you're in the southeast, um, which I, I'm based in Fort Mill, South Carolina, but if you're in the southeast, I highly recommend it. There's so many good Comic-Cons out here, and they really have um, – you don't even have to be like a, a comic book person per se now. There's so much there if you're just into any, like you were talking about. Um, Madam Perry, like any sci-fi, fantasy, witchy stuff. If you're a reader, um, I mean, Comic-Con is your jam. So, anyways, there's lots to do there. I had a ball. I was, like, coming off of, I was no longer contagious. But as you can tell, I have I have a naturally sultry, some might say raspy voice. Yes. But because I was coming off of a cold, it was so intense. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to, like, hold it, you know, it's so raspy and so I sounded like, you know, Marge Simpson, and I'm, I'm just trying to hold it together, doing these readings. Um, but, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was like those, uh, those, those ads you see late at, used to see late at night on TV about the call, the 1-900, are you lonely? Exactly. It's either that or it's, oh, my gosh, you sound terrible. Like, how long have you been ill? You know what I mean? I get... I get I get one or the other from people. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about you. I saw that and something else. Um, you write okay to, to give a better description. You write young adult novels, mostly about witches, mermaids, ghosts, or some some combination of all three sometimes. But as long as it's yep. spooky, magical, reasonably upbeat, I think and I think you're a little magical. That is the Mary Jane yes. Cap style. So tell me how you came. What what brought you into this? genre? Was it certain authors that influenced you that you loved a lot, or just that was the way your mind rolled? Oh, you know, that's a great question. Um, so, growing up, I was a voracious reader when I was a kid, and I read everything, you know? I, I'd read children's books, I'd read young adult, and I'd read some adult and classics, and and really, I, I remember um, like my first series that I deeply fell for was Ella Montgomery. It was um, the, the Anne of Green Gables books, you know, the classic Anne of Green Gables books. But there are some people are not as familiar with the Emily series that she did. It was a trilogy. Um, uh, Emily of New Moon and Emily Climbs and Emily's Quest. And Emily um, is almost like the gothic cousin to sort of spunky, upbeat Anne, right? So Emily's kind of dark and really cool. And um, there's something more, there's a more magical tone to those stories. And when I was a kid, I used to go out to the woods by my house all the time, and I would talk to the fairies, and I like, I used to talk about that kind of lunar, like just being in your own little magical head. And I spent 
lots of quality time in my own little magical space. Um, you know, and I and I remember kind of anything of a magical event, you know, and anything ghosty, sign me up. Like, oh, there's a ghost story, a ghost hunt. Even as a kid, it was like, yes, I'm on board, you know. Um, and I remember when I was about nine, I asked my mom and dad for a, an electric, so let's say I just turned 39. I asked my parents for an electric typewriter, right, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. for my birthday. And they, they got me one, and I, I loved it. And I just played on it. Um, and so anyway, so, so there was a love of writing. I was, also, I was also, I guess, what you would call a drama geek. So I love the theatrical, right? And you're, you're doing some drama, drama stuff yourself. So it's like, I love the theatrical. And, yeah. and I think in story, there's a lot of theater, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so the so this creation of different worlds is is um, not, and I got to tell you, I, I I'm going to have to admit, I did not know about Emily until last week when I began watching Russian Doll. Did not know. Oh, did they talk about the Emily books? A lot. Really, I'm not seeing very important. I am things. so not hip to so much. Hmm. What's that? I'm sorry. I was just sorry to say sorry. I'm so there are so many shows right now that I am not current on and not hip to. So they're talking about the Ella Montgomery books on that. It's a very important part of the story for the main character. Uh huh. And she goes to share it with her ex-boyfriend's daughter, and she's trying to share it with this girl because she thinks she needs the book. So it's a very part of the story Emily of the Moon Emily of New Moon oh my god I had no idea okay now yeah. I feel like I have to watch this yeah it, the, yeah yeah do and then you can call me okay you, I think you've got <laughs> you've got my private number I think if not I you'll do. get it then you, we can talk about it <laughs> awesome <laughs> awesome well, I mean it is it's kind of that's so cool it's more of an obscure <laughs> Okay, <laughs> or <laughs> I know, which I am often. We can get together and talk about it. Awesome. So, so, so yeah. So, um, I YA. I just, you know, I guess, in that bend to add to that, um, you know, a lot of for me, YA is more about the protagonist is a teenager in what I write. But a lot mm-hmm. of that's because I'm emotionally a teenager, um, you know, and I think a lot of us are. And, and mm-hmm. teenagers feel stuff really hugely, you know. It's, it's so intense, you know, love, uh, oh. anger, fear. It's all, it's all on overdrive, which I feel like makes for some really fun stories. Um, you know, they're just on the edge of adulthood. Uh, so <laughs> but I say that because... So many, so many readers uh, of YA are not teenagers, you know, um, but they relate to those characters. 
Uh, so, so that's the funny part too, is because I'll talk to people, and and some people um, who don't read, they'll say, "Oh, so you're writing for kids?" I'm like, "No, I'm writing for me." But you yeah. know, yeah, teenagers we can read them, and you know, grandmothers can read them, and you know, it's and kind of everyone in between. Okay, see, I never thought about that. I like. I like that, and yeah, you're you're so right. As you mentioned that, because at that age, you know, the highs are are are, are at the height. You get the highest highs, the lowest lows, no matter what happens. Yes. This every uh, emotion stream. Yes. And I got to tell you, when I started reading Elore, your book Elore, you know, I'm going to that. Well, okay, it's a it's a YA book, but you know, but I want to read. I love the cover, and I love the the description of the story. And thank you. By the way, your covers are. Drop dead gorgeous. They're absolutely gorgeous. They're kind of ethereal, otherworldly, but they're very rich and they just draw. You feel like it's the kind where you would see it at the beginning. If you were looking at it cinematically, you, you would see that and hear the music and then ah. it comes to life and you're drawn into it. It's that kind of cover. May I give a shout out to the cover artist? It's the same one for all three of those. She is amazing. She's an American, American in Paris, right? She's an American based in Paris right now. Her name is Kimberly Marceau, M-A-R-S-O-T, and she runs Kim G Designs. And um, seriously, she is she does amazing design work, all kinds of graphic projects. Um, I highly recommend her to anyone who's looking for. Um, uh, a great graphic designer, cover artist. Because I'm, I'm with you. I'm always blown away by what she creates. Oh, they're gorgeous. And so well, we want to definitely give a shout out to her. And then later, if you'll send me um, any of her social media, or you know, yeah, send it to me. Um, I'll be sure. happy to share. Definitely. Thank you. By the way, right now. If you're listening live and you want to call in and talk to Mary Jane Caps, you can do that. You can talk to her. You can ask her a question. Um, the number is 646-716-9922. That is 646-716-9922. Free call in the continental U.S. And for those people, and, you know, Mary Jane, sometimes life is like this. Um, some people who are listening and have something to say but can't get on the phone, maybe they're at a certain kind of, uh, they're at a day job or a job where they can't, you know, be doing something else, or maybe there's some place where they got to be quiet for a long time. Right. But, yeah, they can just, just message me, send me your question or comment on Facebook, either at Jennifer Modette Perry or at Madam Perry Salon. I'll happily share it. So um, so let's talk about, let's give me your, your definite, uh, let's talk about your books. You've got. Great. Love it. Uh, Lumens, Elore, Crescent, which one came first? Tell me what they're about. Yes. Okay, so um, my tagline is, I write the magical and haunted. You read the magical and haunted. Let's hang out. And that's, that's usually, that's usually the, the genre I will be sinking my teeth into. Um, Crescent was my debut novel. Um, and it's a witchy story set in New Orleans, and there's ghost hunting, there's treasure hunting, there's historical fiction, and deadly southern bells. Um, that one was a ton of fun to write. 
then came Elore, and actually, when you and I were chatting right before getting on the air, um, I was saying it was, it was funny because Elore was a uh, different direction than what I normally do, right? Because normally I'm writing more like uh, magical realism, uh, a lot of magical, spooky stuff set in uh, the world as we know it. Uh, but obviously, Oakwood Alore is literally called Alore, a mermaid story, so it is not the world as we know it. It is under the sea. And that was a lot of fun to write because it was just totally outside of my comfort zone. And the kind of research, you know what I mean? And going to the library and researching all kinds of stuff about, I mean, I think dolphins, you know, just trying to get a sense of what, what that would be like uh, to make right. that as, as real as possible. You know, I wanted to make it. I wanted to make it tangible. I wanted to make it believable. I always want a reader to, to be able to lose themselves, you know, uh, forget themselves in something. Um, mm. So so anyways, and now both Crescent and Elobray are standalone. And I always joke, you know, that means that you can move, you can read the book and then move on with your life. You know what I mean? Like you read it and there's, there's an ending, there's closure, and you move on. Um my most recent release is Lumens, a ghost story, and that is a New England ghost story, a haunted lighthouse. So if you think about these kind of old-school New England ghost stories, this is a ghost story with a twist. Um, this is one of my – this is my shortest novel. This um, – I, 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 really, I really loved writing this one. I really loved creating Lumens. Uh, and yeah, and so and right now I'm uh, just in the beginnings of a uh, series uh, that I'm going to be finally producing a series, right? Um, that is going to be uh, more ghosts because I can't get enough of them, and uh, some time travel, and some historical fiction. So cause I love that too. I, I love I love history, and it usually finds its way into into the stories I write. But uh, yeah, and <laughs> and I guess that's probably a lot of the reason why you do it so well. I love your Thank use you. of. I love the way you make me feel like I'm in, uh, like I'm in the water. I can see the pearls, um, Lori. I can. I feel like I'm there. That's what I like Thank in a book. I want it to be. And that's what you give me. Thank you so much. I love that. I mean, that's, you know, that's the really I, can even, I, that, I think that's all any author wants. You really want a reader to I, enjoy. I feel the fishy tails, too. I really do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, I will tell you, you talked about a Sasquatch detective uh, story, and I'm one of those people. I'm like, you know what? The ocean's really deep, guys. We don't know everything that's in it, you know? Exactly. How could we be so uh, how could we be so um ignorant to think that or arrogant to think that, that this is it? Us. Right, right. I'm with you. So so talk more about your book. Talk more about the stories. Okay, so um so Crescent, can I can I give um, a little sampling? Can I do a little a bit of a read? 
you know, I don't know what it is with me and you. Let me tell you something. It's like we got a USB between our uh, cable between our heads. I was about to ask you if you had anything ready. I was going to message you so you wouldn't be embarrassed if you said no. But, yes, I was just about to ask. I would delight in that. Wonderful. Okay, so I'm just going to pull this one. Um, I'm going to pull, if we have time, I'm going to pull one from Crescent, and then I've got one from Lumen. Crescent, so this scene, young Stella is still grieving the death of her very witchy grandmother. And her mother uh, is very religious, and her grandmother was very, very witchy, and Stella doesn't know where she stands. She just knows that she's grieving her grandmother, and she's been used to working uh, in the family cafe in an old, old home in the uh, Garden District of New Orleans, and it's totally haunted. Um, but but there's some stuff that's really starting to happen to her and affect her. So anyways, they're visiting Gigi, her dead grandma's grave, in these you know these New Orleans cities of the dead. You know if you're if you're familiar, you know this amazing, beautiful, um, haunting I guess no pun intended cemeteries in New Orleans that are just just incredible. So she's in one of these, um, and I'm gonna kick it off with her. For visiting, uh, her mom's talking to the grave, and, and Stella's just letting us know what's happening. Happy birthday, Mama! She whispers, releasing herself from us to place her offering of flowers at the foot of Gigi's stone. My father pulls a seven-day candle from his deep jacket pocket. It's got the Virgin Mary on it. Mom strikes a match on the back of a book from our cafe and sets down the candle graced with the pious face of a woman revered by Catholics and Buddhist priestesses alike. My dad awkwardly pats the top of the stone, muttering something that I can't quite make out. I pull the cigarettes from my pocket, flip the pack upside down, and tap them against the base of my palm the way I saw Gigi do a thousand times. I rip off the plastic seal and set them next to the bouquet, all ready for my grandmother. The sunlight's fading fast, so I press my fingers to my lips and gently tap her cold stone tube. We make our way out of the cemetery. It's only now that I begin to hear the whispering. You may not begin life as a witch, but if you spend your life in the Crescent City, that is certainly who you'll be by the end. A throaty chuckle always followed this favorite saying of my grandmother's, one that seriously irritated my straight-laced mother. Voodoo, folk magic, angels, demons, specters, and spirits, curses, hexes, and blessings. These are the strange and delicious ingredients in my gumbo town. But as I've been busy growing up, I've been watching my mom and Gigi wage to their own supernatural battle. I spent my childhood watching old black and white movies on my Gigi's lap. Mainly Westerns get a strange for John Wayne. It's only in the last couple of years that I've begun to notice much of anything besides work at the cafe and life at home. There's plenty that isn't just in my head. I've seen shadowy figures, heard the sounds of music that wasn't really playing, or faint laughter when no one was around. I've seen enough to be suspicious of and to know what was really going on with Lucille's missing child this afternoon. Now this whispering. I don't know how to explain it. It's dusky, throaty, and I can't quite make out the words. It's like someone's trying to choke them out. It gives me the creeps. 
I look around, even though I know it's useless. Mourners are filing out of the cemeteries. Some silent, some chatty. No one's whispering. No, this is just meant for me, and it ain't coming from the living. Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's Crescent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a lot, I mean, was a lot of fun to write. And, again, lot like for me, writing a story, uh, part of the fun is the research. You know what I'm saying? Like diving into New Orleans history and learning so much cool jacked up stuff. Um, a little right, like all the weird magical aquatic stuff I read. And Lumens, again, I mean, tons of um, New England history. I actually, when I wrote Lumens, in the middle of, of uh, actually finalizing things, I went and toured. Uh, have you ever been to St. Augustine, Florida? Really? Have you ever been there to St. Augustine, Florida? Oh, so, so, excuse me, St. Augustine. Yes, I love St. Augustine. Even as a kid, when we did family camping trips to Florida, I kept thinking this is the coolest place. And uh, a few years back, about four or five years ago, I visited with my friend Connie in Jacksonville, and we did a little day trip down to St. Augustine. Absolutely love it. It's amazing. Okay, have you been in the lighthouse? Yes. So cool. And bonus, I just found out it's apparently haunted. So, you know, double fun. But um, uh, a while back when I was uh, writing Lumens, a ghost story, it's, you know, there's, it's set around a haunted lighthouse. So mm-hmm. I went up, I was visiting St. Augustine with my family and my husband and daughter. We, I said, well, here we are. And there's a lighthouse. I'm writing about a lighthouse and I've got a tour of this lighthouse. You know, that's done. Yeah. Um, and, and it was great because obviously it gave me more clarity with things in my story. Oh, I need to adjust such and such, or, oh, I need to mention the Fresno lens. You know, those things that really make, uh, make it real. Right. Um, but, but just also how, how tangible it become, became for me to be able to go up and up in this lighthouse and imagine climbing these stairs and imagine what it was like to be the lighthouse keeper and what would it look like to see a, you know, a ghostly figure and to be haunted by something out of this lighthouse. And, you know, so, so to me, the, the research, the, the, mm-hmm. whether it's traveling or reading or talking with people, you know, that plus imagination is some of the, the most fun parts. So um, I also have another reading I can do from um, Lumens. Mm, do we have time? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. please. All right. So in Lumens, I'm going to read back of the book just to give a little uh, uh, understanding, and then I'm going to read just this page inside. So Lumens, a ghost story, and the back of the book is – What if the ghost in your head is more frightening than the one right in front of you? 15-year-old Libby has spent her whole life in the shadow of her superstar sister. Then her sister dies and the light goes out. When Libby's parents drop her off in Sarah's Beach, Maine, to stay at her aunt and uncle's inn for the summer, she sees a chance to escape her secrets and reinvent herself. Libby's finally caught the attention of the cute, popular guy. No one sees her as a lonely bookworm, and nobody knows why she blames herself for her sister's death. Nobody except the ghost in the lighthouse. And the ghost has a few secrets of her own. Lumens is an unexpected story of mystery, of love, and of finding your own way through the darkness. So that's the back of the book, and then just this reading. 
So she's sitting down with kind of her uh, eclectic, you know, sweet but crazy Aunt Sharon um, and, uh, and a couple of her friends, uh, Marnie and Nick, and she is being roped into doing a seance, which is the last thing she wants to do ever. But she, she finds herself stuck here in the bottom of the White House having to be involved in the seance. Mm-hmm. This what I this what I think it is. I finally allow myself a long look at what's before me. As soon as I do, I grow clammy all over. I look back up at the lighthouse, still just the turning beam. Um. Mm. Wait, I'm so sorry. I just I just flipped to another part, and I uh. <laughs> hold on. Where did I go? I lost it. You know well, what? What? I, uh, I've got it right here. Sorry. I just flipped something. Do I still have time? or Keep going, girl. We can go. All right. Awesome. It's all it. you. Okay. Silence. Minutes pass. Let's join hands, Sharon suggests. I frantically wipe my palms on my shorts, accept my aunt's hand to my right, and reach toward Nick's at my left. Just great. Clammy hands and spastic vulnerability hang over from my come on last night while I get possessed. Band freaking tastic. Nick's hand is warm, and my palms begin sweating immediately. In fact, all of me starts to drip as the moments pass into minutes. The dank room has no air conditioning, and even Maine can get oppressive on a summer afternoon like this one. Plus, my whole ordeal of a life is suffocating in general. Someone else speak, Sharon murmurs. Maybe he needs to know we are all interested in communicating with him, especially after all that talk earlier. We are interested in hearing what you have to say, Captain. Marty repeats obediently, the smirk on her face betraying her. Yeah, we're ready, Nick says. I can feel (laughs) eyes on me. You know, Libby, you are the one who's managed to get all those creepy pictures, and you stare at the lighthouse an awful lot, Marnie adds. I shoot her a glare. You just noticed that too, Marnie, Sharon asks. Yes, you're definitely a person of interest, sweetie. I'm not afraid to send some of that death stare my aunt's way either, but it has about as much impact as whatever remains of my antiperspirant from this morning. I clear my throat and inadvertently yank my hand from Nick's, wiping it on the front of my blouse. What can I do? Maybe the captain can stop her. Maybe he can protect me. I am listening. I want to help. I'd like to clap my hand over my mouth as soon as I say it. Good girl. Sharon gives my hand a squeeze, and so does Nick. He took my hand back immediately, and I'm only slightly embarrassed to admit that something inside me lit up for a flash when he did. The air gets darker, impossibly. The camp seems to burn brighter. It sounds as if our group takes in one collective breath and holds it. And the dripping sweat I felt minutes before now feels like icicles crawling across my skin. What? I gasp out loud. Put your fingers on the glass now, Sharon barks the whisper. We obey. My hands are shaking. Their hands are shaking. It's making the glass rattle. I think that's what's making it rattle. Who's mm-hmm. doing that? Nick asked shakily. Stop it. You are, Marnie scoffs, but there's something in her voice. Or Libby, Libby, are you okay? 
I'm mesmerized with the cloak of cold that has settled around me. It's been waiting, like an invitation sent long ago, and I've finally arrived. The flames dance above the candelabra, reflecting, stretching, splintering across the upside-down glass. The glass rocks from side to side. Libby, Libby, are you doing this? Sharon stares at me. I shake my head, still not taking my eyes from the center of the table. Then it begins to slide beneath our fingertips. It jerks to a tiny word on the right. No. No? No, Libby's not moving this? Sharon asks. It turns and pushes toward a letter. I. I? Captain, is it you? The glass slides back again to the first word. No. The chill down my shoulders paralyzes my fingers, and I can't move. But the glass does. I. Just wait, Marnie breathes. Let's give it a second. Again, it twists and jerks. No. And again. I. And again. No. My mouth goes dry. I. No. Sharon repeats. I know. And then the breath we'd all been holding is sucked from the room. The candles flicker and go out. So that's that. That's Lumen. Oh, you you read that at uh, Elogicon too, didn't you? I did. I did read that at Elogicon. <laughs> Sorry, I had uh, the wrong place mixed at first. I went, wait a minute, this isn't right. <laughs> I'm so glad you did that again. I really like that one. Uh, a lot. So um, <laughs> it's good. It's good. And Thank um, you. I understand. Oh, by the way, I was going to ask you a question, but um, I wanted to read. I have been looking at some of the reviews on your work, and this is something that uh, was on, what was it called? Beauty and the Book Site. WordPress, uh, okay. it's on WordPress, okay. Beauty of the Bright blog, and um, it seems to be a very popular uh, book review blog. But um, if you don't mind me reading a little bit, this was the, and I, this is from 2015, I know, but it's still, it may, you know, books never, books never. No, I'm, I'm gonna, I will take a good review and I will keep it in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Should Okay, it says, um, so she gave it the most five stars and says, wow, where do I even begin? There is so much to love. Crescent is such an amazing book. I have been raving about this book to anyone that will listen since I finished it. Let me start by saying this is definitely a book for ages. It may be written about a teenager, but it was a very enjoyable read for me, and I'm 26 and a parent, you know, like you, young, you know, young and a parent. The author did such an amazing, believable job capturing and portraying the feelings and emotions of a 16-year-old girl. Sometimes there can be a bit of disconnect when an author tries to capture what it is to be a teenager. But Mary Jane Capps did it beautifully. And then she goes on about how she loves the story, she loves the characters. Um, Stella, she's quirky, funny, confident, and isn't ashamed to be herself, and I love that. And uh, then it goes on to the other character, Stella's grandmother, Gigi. Oh, I like this. She's dead, but she's brought to life in the story through Stella's memories and flashbacks. <laughs> the dead character in this book was more well-developed than a lot of main characters that I've read about. So, yeah, this is this is, is what has got to make you feel good. It does. Thank you for reading that. You know, I I remember that. I remember um, uh, being in the books, 
and that that blogger, that book reviewer, I again totally recommend people check her out too. But that's thank you so much because because that that is so um, that's so heartening to to hear and read. And you know, I'm just I'm always happy when a reader enjoys. I like to give uh, shout outs and give love and give promo and props to everybody that that deserves it like that. And yeah, Beauty in the Books. Book site is uh, is a great blog for book reviews. Yes. All right, what's coming up? New? What's next for you? Or is it somewhere you're going to be? Or something new that you're going to give us to read? What's what's new? What's next? Um, what's what's next for me is uh, like a local event at the fabulous Park Road Books. It's a it's a Charlotte, North Carolina institution, um, and I'm doing an event called Creeping It Real. <laughs> That's Sunday the 27th, and it's just a Halloween party work doing in the bookstore and bringing some fun spooky reads and you know fun fun Halloween based projects. Um so if you're if you're in the in the area please come on by. It'll be four to six on October twenty seventh. Um, um I'm always, you know, a, a place that I, I like the most in social media is is Instagram. So um I just think it's a nice one of the nicer places, you know what I'm saying, on on in the social media world. People are people are cool on Instagram. Will you be sharing this information on Instagram of where you're gonna be? Uh yeah, I will. I'll I'll post links I I do like where I am. Also on my website. Um well actually I don't have this up on my website. Uh, but if uh, if you check out my website, which is www.maryjanecaps.com. And it's M A R Y J A N E, not Mary Jane dot caps, just Mary Jane caps. C A P P S. So M A R Y J A N E C A P P S dot com. Like right when you get there, there's a little sign up form. And I'm really cool. I do not spam people. So people who sign up for my email, I just include them in a monthly giveaway. I give away audiobooks and all kinds of fun goodies. Um, but, anyways, people who are signed up for my newsletter, I um, always include something about, you know, any, like I mentioned, coming here tonight, not a Perry Salon. I tell my email subscribers, hey, check it out. Um, so any of that, I always let people know any, like, fun appearances. And, yeah, and so um, keep an eye out my, my next uh, books. I think I'm going to be releasing those this upcoming summer. So it's going to be, you know, that's going to be when that starts happening. Um, but I'll definitely be showing up at events and partying in the meantime. And I, and I always love talking to readers. Like if you just want to shoot me an email or um, say, hey, on Instagram, um, I'm, I'm there. Well, all right. And just so you know, um, I will be sharing all of Mary Jane Capp's social media information website, um, Earl, and everything on all of my social media, um, mine and Jennifer, as Jennifer Perry and also as Madam Perry Salon. And um, and like she says, she doesn't spam you. However, like I said, so many sometimes guests give away something here and there. Well, if you go to Mary Jane Capp's website and get on her list, you'll get free stuff when you don't even expect it, Okay. So she's got – she'll have some kind of goodie for you all the time, I think. So, uh, yeah, so I'll definitely be sharing all of your social media on mine and uh, especially you. events you've got. But you've got to promise you will come back. I would love to. I mean, seriously, I've had so much fun in this genie bottle. 
you've been just yeah. a lovely, a lovely host, patroness to the earth, you know, whatever. And I just want to give another shout out to you, everybody who follows Matt Perry on Instagram. Um, I'm going to keep looking for you on that Stranger Things episode because I watched season three and I need to go back to the fair because I want to find you because I love that you made a made an extra. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's just that one. Yeah, it took a week, but it was just the carnival. But I'll show up in different places on there. Yeah, the funny thing was getting that perm and then not being able to tell anybody why I had it because of all the non-disclosure. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, totally. Different. <laughs> you know, and so, yeah. yeah. And well, why'd you do that? You know, and I can't say as oh, I don't know, but you know, I've I've said everything from you know I lost a bet with my niece, you know, or something, ha. or uh, and uh, you know, because you can't say why, and then every now and then they have yeah. to check on you, uh, send a picture. What do you look like now? What's your hair look like now? But um, yeah, that was fun. So, but yes, with uh good people on that and I've got some other things like I said that I haven't I've been doing regularly that I haven't been able to um talk about but hopefully um I think where the ones where I look the worst you know like staring in the sun those are the ones where you'll definitely know it's me <coughs> and um <laughs> I just wish you the best of everything the best of success Mary Jane Caps I just think you're fascinating and, and uh, your Thank voice you, next time I want to challenge you to a um to a Marlene Dietrich thing off next time, okay? <laughs> I I guarantee you I will lose, but I will. I am game to do whatever. Yeah, I can see you go. It's not because I'm losing. It's not because and I should. If I could carry a tune, like I I know I'm like this close to being a lounge singer, except I'm like tone deaf. So I, I can like <laughs> fake it, <laughs> but it's and now people say that and then they go, oh maybe not. <laughs> but I start singing. <laughs> like my children like my lullabies, but that's um, that might be it. <laughs> so if you like stuff that's spooky, magical, be and next time I'm going to ask her about this, I understand that her house, her house that she lives in, may be haunted. I don't know, yes. but we're going to put that out. In part two, when she comes back, Mary Jane Cabot, and I'll be sharing all her information. Get her books, Crescent, Lumens, Elore, and go see her um, anytime you can see her in public because she has got the most magical energy. And when she talks to you and reads to you, uh, you're just enchanted. So, uh, again, thank you Aww. so much for being here. Mother Goose!